0: Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, intern Ned Reynolds back in the studio on a Thursday morning. So big, big AFC West game tonight, Thursday Night Football. Let's just for a second give a hand to the guys at the NFL Network and Thursday Night Football planning for honestly having one of the best lineups ever since the... Uh, the beginning or the re- rehashing Mike, of the Thursday. They lucked I out. know they did, but come on, you got to give them props when they get. You. If you can't dog them all the time and not give them props when it works out. What do you say when the Jaguars play the Jets on a Thursday Hey, night? well, let's we'll <laughs> we'll get to that in just a second. Before that, though, let's talk about the one happening tonight: Chiefs Chargers in L. A. It's going to be a hell of a game. The Chiefs uh, lead the AFC West by just one game, and right behind them is the L. A. Chargers, and the Chargers own the tiebreaker. And that is the key, my man. So the Chiefs need to win. They do.
1: It's a very big game for both teams, and it is uh, the Thursday night folks have lucked out. They're tied into their schedule. They can't make any flexing at all. Here's the deal. The Chiefs will not have Willie Gay in the lineup. He has been ruled out, and Lajarius Sneed has been ruled out. Sneed's not because of the protocol. Gay is, and because Gay is out, I have to think that he's probably symptomatic. I'm guessing this. Chris Jones... No decision yet, because they're awaiting the second test that he has to take under this utterly absurd protocol, which, Mike, may change this weekend and into next week, and it's more than overtime. We've talked about this before. Anyway, I think Jones is probably going to play. He is asymptomatic. Two-thirds of the players during the protocol of the NFL, two-thirds of them who've been ruled out, had no symptoms. They felt fine. They could go out and play this is utter hypocrisy. Why are they keeping them out? Overreaction. Absolutely overreaction. The NFL is probably going to change this weekend and issue a new protocol that says if a player is vaccinated and he shows no symptoms but does test positive, get out there and play. You can do that way it
0: should have been. Why can't the they long. do that today before the game starts? Because I really want Chris Jones out there, man. Why well, can't they do that today? because the rule hasn't been... They haven't gone through the Players Association man. yet and gone
1: through all the man. legalities, but I do think they will this weekend or maybe early next week. And it's way, way overdue. We talked about it earlier this season. It doesn't make any sense at all. virai have been a part of our creation since the dawn of creation. They're virai trillions and uncountable numbers. The body wards them off, for the most part, with antibodies. The vaccinated player will ward them off. Yes, he may test positive. We could test positive to polio. Now, now, this is not literally the case. It's a uh, an analogy that I shouldn't be making, but... Hey, the polio vaccine works. The body wards it off. Same thing with the uh, the COVID. If the virus is effective, and apparently it is, the body wards it off. So why do you penalize a player? You don't. And I think the NFL is going to change
0: it. Well, you, when you look at what's happening with the Rams, God, half of their team went down and, uh, right after that Thursday night game. <laughs> I know, and man. most of them, if not all, didn't have <laughs> any kind of symptoms. And, and also, the thing that was scaring me was like, when you're watching what's happening in L.A. with those dudes, and you're just... And then all of a sudden, some of your guys start getting called. You're like, "Oh God, oh God, oh God!" god. if oh a god. player
1: is symptomatic and ill, heavens, yes, you can certainly understand that, and the player probably doesn't want to play anyway. But and when a pro- guy's feeling fine, if Mike Holmes is feeling fine and wants to get out, but Test Bond fine.
0: You know, I mean, it, the whole mentality, and we this is just some this is just an intern observation, if you will, uh, about you know, back in the day, if you had a sniffle, you had a cough or something, but you felt fine. You come to work and it was no big deal because I'm not running a fever. I mean, I'm just coughing. It's not a big deal. I can still do hell. I talked for a living and I'd still come in here sounding like garbage because I felt fine. It just sounded awful, which, you know, that's kind of par for the course. But now in this post-COVID world, God, if you sneeze, you might as well be locking yourself up in the house we for the next victims couple of days.
1: of an overreaction brought about by the media. And I've, I've talked about it before. I'm
0: not going to again, but it has been an overhype. How many times have you coughed in the last two years where you just like kind of looked over your shoulder to see if someone's staring at you or not. God. <laughs> All right, let's uh, move on to something else. Um, I've not been the biggest fan of this guy. I don't think ever I really liked him. I didn't like him in Ohio State. I didn't like what he did down south. I, I really think he's a garbage human being, but that's just my personal opinion about Urban Meyer. Couldn't have happened to a better guy getting fired, though. Are you surprised this happened? Not in the least. Not in the least. He is his own worst victim
1: here with his behavior in the nightclub, dating back a long time ago. Earlier this season, the fact that the Jaguars haven't played well, really don't think that enters into the decision so much now. If they were 11 and 2 on the year, then it might. But 2 and 11 on the campaign, he's coached 13 games. The players aren't happy. The organization isn't happy. He hasn't done himself any good at all. The media doesn't like the guy to begin with, and. When the media is anti you and they were at Ohio State as well, he had some very severe critics there, certainly at Florida. At Utah, he got a bit of a honeymoon out there with some very good football teams. But it's come to an end in Jacksonville. As Shaq Khan, who owns the team, has apparently said, hey, enough is enough. We're getting awfully bad publicity about this whole thing, so you're out of there. Now, what they're going to have to pay him, since he's only coached oh, 13 games,
0: goodness. it's going to be an enormous amount. But- yeah, that's the that was why it took so long for them to get rid of him. I mean, it's a stupid amount of money. Stupid. For, like you said, 13 games. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, what do you think they're going to do
1: next? They will probably take one of the coaches and finish out the season. They're, they're not going anywhere. So, indeed, I think probably maybe the offensive coordinator or deep, wh- whomever whomever's appointed, will take over, finish out, and then they'll go hunting for a new person.
0: Yeah, that's going to be interesting. I mean, they are they're they really do, not that I'm a big Jags fan or anything, but they got some talent on that team, man. They really do, and it just doesn't seem like it's being utilized. I don't think he
1: has had the the cognitive ability to be able to bring them together. Mm-hmm. He's coached with the old college style and that doesn't work necessarily no. in the NFL, where all
0: the players are, you know, outstanding. Pros. Yeah, professionals, they're grown men, and, and you don't go around kicking the players. Uh, let's move to something else. Obviously, I know you're excited. My birthday's on Monday. Uh, what kind of bowl games am I getting for my birthday weekend? You will have eight of them this That's weekend. Nice. Two
1: it, tomorrow night and six on Saturday, and it's combined Saturday. A day and night games. There are also two pro football games on Saturday. There will be no lacking in watching any football this weekend. But the fact is, these are pretty much the minor bowl games. There is one that I am interested in though that does have a lot of appeal and that's Brigham Young's game in Shreveport, Louisiana. They're playing Alabama-Birmingham. Now this is... By D1 circles, kind of Alabama-Birmingham, the Blazers are kind of a mid-major team. Brigham Young's not. They're upper level. Now, they are an independent in football, independent in all sports for that matter, but they're about to join the Big 12, probably in 2023. That's an interesting game because you're matching up a power football program against really a mid-major that's had a good year. I'd like to see how that one works out. There's also one with Utah State playing Oregon State out in Los Angeles that also has some appeal to it. Now, the others are, uh, well, Northern Illinois and Coastal Carolina, people like this. They're all D1 teams, but they are kind of a lower level. That doesn't denigrate at all their abilities to play but it does in their minds of the public.
0: Yeah, which is unfortunate because those games are going to be um Some of them, not all of them are going to be good, but definitely some of them. Well, that's some good news for my birthday weekend, Ned. I know you were out late last night for a little bit of a game at JQH. How the Bears do?
1: It, the Bears won in uh, one of the most physical basketball games I have seen in – Quite some time. Bears' defense won it for them. Missouri State, and we've talked about this before, is a very good offensive basketball team. They can score. They win the game 75 to 63 over a very good South Dakota State team. But South Dakota State, interestingly enough, even though they played Alabama and Washington and Washington State and some big-time schools, may not have seen the defense that the Bears threw at them last night. It was constant pressure from the opening tip-off to the end of the game, the final buzzer. I mean, pressured chest to chest. And the referees, two of whom were national caliber, John Higgins and Jerry Pollard, these are guys who've been deep into the NCAA tournament. In fact, I think Higgins has had the championship game. They let them play. They let these guys get out there, and it was physical. Chest to chest, bumping and pushing guys. Hey, thats if that's the way the game is played and that's the way it's going to be called, then you make adjustments. South Dakota State certainly can't complain about opportunities at the foul line. They went to the foul line 22 times last night, made 13 of
0: them. Oh, that's not good enough. The
1: Bears only went 12 times, and they're the home team, made nine of them. Ah, difference here. And Missouri State was able to get their shots underneath with Gage Prim scoring 13. The key to the game was early on when Jalen Minette, who is in his first year with the Bears, he's a transfer, uh, came into the ballgame and he got hot. He hit four straight trades, four straight crowds going wild. The crowd, such as it was, was going wild. Only 3,000 there for the game. But that really set the, uh, set the stage for the Bears. And they went on and turned that little scoring spree and taking that early lead, turned it into a really defensive struggle. It was close. Uh, With about four minutes left in the game, it was only a two-point difference, but the Bears were able to capitalize, put it away, and come away with a very big win. South Dakota State's a good team.
0: They are a good team, and those are the games that you really want to win, the hard-fought games. So I'm glad the Bears got the dub. I appreciate that. Now, we've got uh, the early signings about to start. Any schools reporting on who they're getting? This is a 48-hour period. Mm -hmm. It started on Wednesday and
1: concludes tomorrow. And this is the early signing period. I really feel that the NCAA has to change the date of this thing. It's December 15th through the 17th. They've got to push it back and maybe go right back to where it is now for the permanent one. Not that this isn't permanent, but February, the second Wednesday in February, that's National Letter of Intent Day. This one needs to be pushed back toward then. Uh, But the early signing date was brought about by the coaches association to give the players an opportunity to declare themselves and to prevent tampering, so to speak, with other coaches coming in. Well, as a result, you see guys like uh, the coaches who have left early Mm -hmm. and they're leaving. That's why they're leaving early. It's to be with their new school so they can help with that early signing date. If that's moved back then, you might not see this bailing out. Over and above that, Alabama... Texas and Georgia are thought to be the top three teams. Uh, LSU was given very good grades as well. Florida State came away at the bottom. They uh, didn't recruit well. This is according to all the pundits who follow the uh, high school stars around the country and so forth and so on. The Bears had an early signing with eight players coming in, two of whom are local. One is Connor Layer from West Plains. He has decommitted from Southern Illinois and is coming here to play. And Liam O'Reilly from Springfield Catholic who signed. And then uh, Bobby Petrino did a pretty good job. He doesn't have to do a whole lot because a lot of this team returns yeah. for next year. But uh, he's certainly satisfied. There may be more, and there may be more in the second Wednesday in February when the big signing day is. But we'll see what happens. I think everybody's pretty satisfied.
0: Yeah, I think uh, going good. I mean, just think about the scope of just college football and how many teams, and then just think about all the guys that have to start looking at the players in high school level. Oh my God, it just makes my head want to explode. I don't know how you guys do it. I don't know how you keep all that information in there, Ned. Well, have a great day. And uh, don't forget, we got Ned Talk tonight starting at 5 o'clock Chiefs and Chargers. It'll be
1: a lot of fun. And I'm glad you mentioned that, too. Ned Talk does begin at 5 and then runs an hour, 5 to 6. And then the Chiefs pregame show so is ours for that matter it's a local pregame show but then the national or in terms of the chiefs their uh, network pregame show then the game itself which will start probably about 7 720 at sofi stadium out in los angeles should be a very good football game i think the chiefs
0: win i hope you are right i hope we got chris jones on the field mike hughes shows up again and just makes a night of it we really need that win in la tonight Chiefs, if you're listening, my birthday's on Monday. Let's get it, Ned. Go Chiefs. I'll see you later, man.